irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today's Wednesday, June 15th. We're back. Hi, Good Cherie. morning. Hey, Sam. I never get tired of my intro. Like, it just makes me want to dance. Isn't it cool, I though? Su- it's such a cool little vibe. I know. It's like I had to choose from many of them, and I thought, this makes me feel good in the morning. Yeah, I like uh, it. Yeah. I, I like cool. it. Cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. It's a uh, commentary on my taste in music, uh, <laughs> which, if I do say so myself, is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty he likes to pat himself on the back, but I'll I give do, you that one. I do. <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, but yeah, who doesn't, you know? I mean, exactly. aren't you proud of things that you do that people compliment? Yeah, yeah. That's always a good thing. It is. You want to be recognized for your efforts, you know? Well, you did good. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Yesterday, we had great guests in the studio. We were talking <gasps> Yes. about marijuana and and uh, the industry that's building up around it, you know? Yeah. Isn't that amazing, though? I mean, you know, because think about it. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything even remotely related to marijuana, like like investments and, you know. And, right. I mean, anything that a new industry would have, you know, Well, technology. it's amazing because I think people need to educate themselves on it. Um, I thought I knew a lot about it, but what they were explaining was the different types and how there's things that yeah will totally get you stoned and high but there's also stuff that will treat anxiety or depression right. and there's certain right. there's certain um, chemicals and CBD. certain wines, CBD and right. then you know there people need to understand that mm. and I put up something um, about that yesterday to help promote it because I think it's something that people need to understand yeah, yeah. because it'll take away that stigma ooh I'm a stoner you know like people have that idea perception right, exactly. of marijuana they think oh stoner pothead unproductive and that's absolutely not true right some and people are like that yeah absolutely and if you choose to be that's fine but I'm saying what they're trying to say is there other ways to um, the other benefits you can get from this without that type of effect right and it's um, and and very successful business guys as you know they were they were cool guys and right very educated almost in suits yes almost no (laughs) ties and and, and like and he was an engineer it's like uh, you know at one point so I mean it's it's something to be said about that and I think people should go ahead and check out Mary Jane uh, check out the site because it's it's pretty informative and educational and it may open your eyes to some things that you may have not realized yeah absolutely I agree and uh yeah, I've seen documentaries and they show uh, little kids that are treated with CBD, uh, which uh, which is a cannabinoid in, in marijuana, uh, but they give it to them in drops and something, you know, I mean, yeah. these are kids, you know, they're not going to sit there and smoke it. Yeah. They don't get high from it, you know. So. Yeah, you don't have to smoke it and, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, there are exactly. lots of things you could do. Yeah. Exactly, or you can just smoke it and have fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, you know, if you want to have a night out, and get you can have fun with it too. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, there are, uh, there's so much that goes into it that people are not aware of. Right, and, and exactly. I think for people who have a negative, and hey, they could keep their negative ideas about it, but I think they should just look at that. Yeah, you exactly. Know, take a little Examine peek and it. see what's really going if on. If you drink a lot, then it interferes with your life and you need a different poison. Go to yeah. <laughs> He's such a promoter. I know, huh? I know. I I'm, I'm great for at it. I slept right? in one of those cheap shirts last night. It was really cozy. Oh, really? The uh-huh. ones they they brought us? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's good material. Yeah. Too. 
It's awesome. soft and cozy. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I slept in it last night. <laughs> if anybody wants to know. Yeah, the t-shirt they brought us. It was fun, though. They brought us little hats and stuff. That was cute. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It's very cool. So we do have cool shows every day, if we do say so ourselves. Yeah, we're and patting ourselves on the back. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> you know, it's that kind of a morning, folks. That is correct. Yeah. So in a few minutes, we're going to have a guest calling in today, and uh, we're going to talk about plagiarism in music. Yeah. And I guess Led Zeppelin are uh, starting a trial, or started yesterday, uh, over a claim they stole the opening chords uh, for their hit Stairway to Heaven. This is crazy. Like, I, so I, I, I'm going to play both songs oh, okay. in a little bit when we have the yes, guest on. great. And you'll see. I mean, I just listened to it. There's a resemblance, but I don't see But it. they do yeah. that in music a lot. They'll take like, so, you know, like but this Kanye, is but, and they just put like a little bit of, one little niche of a change, and then they say it's not, you know, right. Pl- plagiarism, right? Am I that, plagiarism. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk to them about. Yeah, that's I, what I, I want to ask. I can't yeah. wait to hear this. Because remember when we were talking to um, uh, Manny that yeah. was here, remember we were talking yeah, about we sampling talk and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see, yeah. But uh, this sounds interesting, so let's uh, let's see what this is about, and we're going to test our musical um, abilities, abilities, our musical or, ears. Yeah, to see if we think it's the same song or not. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy though; you just don't know. I know people do all kinds of things. You mm-hmm. know, it's crazy. And I mean, I get like I get how music and even um, writing things do happen, and you know, things inspire us from history. But I mean, you gotta make it your own. Yeah. So. No, that's true. Oh, remember know. Millie Vanilli? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> no, they didn't pa- plagiarize. They were like lip singing, right? right? Was that exactly. it? Yeah, they were lip singing. Yeah. They were not um yeah, they no, it was original songs, you're right, but they uh they weren't really singing. Yeah, they weren't really singing voices, it. Yeah. Oh man, that was funny. Gosh. I know. <laughs> Girl, you know it's true. Was that the one? Girl, you know it's true. I don't remember yeah. their song. You know you listen to it, Sam. You dance but around. But that was a long time I'm ago. totally messing with you. <laughs> Can you imagine, y'all, if Sam like in like a little outfit dancing to his house and Millie Vanilli? Yeah. I would love to like be a fly in the wall watching right. this. Well, it must have happened once. I mean, I, I, bet it I did. too was in my twenties once. It, you know, I bet it happened. <laughs> yeah, and I bet there was you had a joint in your hand too, and. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Some things don't, don't change. Be. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Some things don't change. Uh, and the funny thing is, when I came out here from Israel at 16, I was so educated against drugs, it was unbelievable. Right? You know? Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Okay, yeah. explain that. So, I, did, I mean, you know, coming from Israel in the 70s, it was always, don't do drugs, don't do drugs. Their uh, hash is like uh, the most prevalent one, not marijuana, or at least it was back then. So, um, which is very similar. Uh, but, uh, yeah, beware of hash, beware of drugs, beware of this, beware of that. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So I came here and I really resisted. It wasn't in my mind at all, you know. Yeah. And then uh, at parties, I was like smelling it. I'm like, wow, what's that, you know. You got and, high uh, off of that. No, well. <laughs> I'm saying sometimes you can, yeah. but it's really strong. But it, yeah, at 16, and you smell something new, you realize, oh, so this is what drugs smell like. And uh, so for, I mean, for what, probably a year or two years, I never even went near it, you know? Right. I just figured I don't need it, you right. know, until somebody made me try it once. Well, made me. Yeah, invited I made me. you. They yeah. held you down, Sam. They invited me to, to <laughs> try it, and man, that hit. 
the spot like nothing had before. And you then know? you found heaven. And then I found heaven. And <laughs> you know what? I'm glad about that. I, I'm not crazy about alcohol, and I'm I'm right? glad about that. That you can destroy a lot more. You know what? I, what but too, there. I, I mean, I haven't heard. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I may be, but you don't hear a lot of like violent reports or bad things. No, when you people don't. Smoke pot or, or or eat edibles or whatever. But like when, but like. You know, there are a lot of accidents, drunk driving, and then, you know, right. people popping pills and people like domestic doing violence. And yeah. I saw a couple of friends that do a lot of cocaine. No offense to you guys who do, but I saw their lives go to shit because yeah, of it, huh? you know? So, know. or meth. And, and meth, all those things. But you don't really hear anything bad about, think about it, when you smoke, you're just right. pretty freaking chill. And some people do have bad effects, they say. Right. You know, like they might get paranoid or whatever, but like they were explaining yesterday, like they're not you have to be aware of what you're intaking you know exactly. your intake of things exactly. but it's not a violent bad drug on the contrary right it's exactly the opposite it's like of that. everybody instead of drinking that bottle of vodka I'm not saying don't have a drink every now and again but you know yeah. maybe a lot of joint you might be a little bit you exactly know, less mellow out calm down a little bit the fuck out <laughs> exactly <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, you said it. It's That's the, the way it is. Yeah, chill the fuck out. Exactly. Exactly. But about a lot of things. I mean, mm-hmm. you go on Facebook, people are so angry about so many things. It's, it's like... like That's so aggravating. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think on social media, keep it fun, keep it light. I mean, you could put your ideas I know you do Sam but I just feel like there's people are gonna no matter what even if you put happy things or good people always say bad things but it's like it's just it's like reaching for attention when people put about I guess yeah yeah but you know I mean look people get involved you know I mean to me it's a it's a platform where I can speak out besides the radio I understand you know you're right I try not to uh uh, to get into fights with people, there's an argument <laughs> between, I mean, there's a difference between an oh, argument God. and a fight, you know, because argument is a positive thing, you know, you're like debating, debating, debating something, right? But uh, but fighting is a whole different ball game. But many people, you know, they just disagree with you, and man, they start look, attacking. It's you. okay if people disagree, but like right. agree to disagree. There's a way to handle exactly. it with class and maturity. You don't have to go and like go off and like just, name calling. I mean, that's just it's like come on, we're adults. Yeah. Like you have an opinion, and and it might be a very strong one, and they might have an opinion which is very strong. Leave it at that. You yeah, know? yeah, they don't have to keep going and going. Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm more like what I post is more like let's say I read or or discover or realize something new uh, I'm like yeah this makes sense let's share it with people you know right I don't go into people and go oh you're an asshole because you want to vote this way or that way yeah. you know but uh, I mean I do get angry with some things that people say but uh, but I don't get into fights with them right. I don't name call I might respond I always invite uh, discussion and and you know, and debate and stuff. But right. Some people are just like, oh my God, like they'll post, well, this is what I feel. And if you don't like it, unfriend me or don't even post on my wall. I'm like, fuck you. Right. You know, I friend her right away. Most of my friends, friends, so-called friends on Facebook, since I have about 4,500, obviously I don't know most of them, right. you know, it's from the radio show. Same. It's just yeah. like, there was a time when Facebook was just starting where everybody was rushing to get a lot of friends and stuff. So people were friending everybody, you know, right. and it just stayed. But the uh, the truth is, there's only maybe a couple hundreds that I really care about. Right, exactly. And and uh, and the rest of them is just free content, you know, it's stuff to see. Right. But if I, 
you know, I, I just figured, look, I can delete, you know, 4,000 people and not have to see any of the shit. But I want to see what people say. Yeah, I, I wanted to go through because I have a ton as well and to delete some people. But, man, that's just exhausting to me. I don't want to go through all that crap. So, exactly. you know, one of my, my friend, like said, he goes, um, I love uh, – he's so funny. He's like, I love when it shows people's birthdays. And I thought he would say because it reminds him of people's birthdays. He's Because then it reminds me of people I don't fucking know and I could delete them. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, he, it's kind that's of a good true. point, you know? That's I mean, true. that's awful. But I like it because it does remind you of people's birthdays. But it's a good point. It's like some people, you're like, who are these people? Right. And it's like these people that send you, and I'm sure you get this all the time, Sam. Like, you know, they send the, you dick pictures and stuff. It's no, like, they don't know, send me dick are pictures. Are you upset about that? I'm very I'll disappointed. I'll let you borrow some of mine. Yeah. I mean, the, that attention you get. No, but let me tell you something. Yes. You guys, stop it. Because it's so unattractive. Like, that's not going to turn me on. Right. Like, that's so gross. It's No, like, do they send them, like, erect and everything? Yeah. Really? You, oh, wow. God. Yeah, I, I would say I'd show you some, but I'll, I delete, I'll block these yeah. people. What I do when people send me, even if it's not a dick pick but if they write a negative comment about my friends or my anything anything negative you're done delete yeah. it not even just delete you are blocked because wow. i don't need that shit yeah. you know i have a life other than social media yeah that's fun but i live it outside of it so if you're and there's enough going on in the world to deal with yeah i don't need to deal with that shit and that's you know what fun. i think it's sexual harassment too it's you know? disgusting and it's like it's what unsolicited yeah uh, sex you know well i think too with guys and i cannot stand and there's this one guy I gotta tell you, we call him my stalker. You're gonna love hearing the story. <laughs> really? Yes, he's insane. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Uh-huh. Um, but you the, know what though? Uh, is it quick? Because he's gonna call. Oh no, in no, in a minute let him call in, and I'll tell you about him after. Okay, good. So remember that. Okay, yeah. that's the guy. Which one? Um, one the the stalker that does the duck the lips. stalker. He okay. does duck lips. Really? Okay, so tell us about it quickly. No, I just, I don't think when guys take pictures, don't do duck lips. Girls, we shouldn't either, but we do. Um, But guys. Guys do duck lips? It's so, I got to show you this shit. You're going to laugh. I saved a picture. And he tells me, (laughs) he's just insane. And he's more picky about his pictures than anybody I've ever met. Totally looks like a girl. Yeah, totally self-involved. That's when he wonders why I don't date him. He's so, and yeah, he's a good looking dude, but he's so involved that it turns me off. Really? Is that an LA dude? Um, he's from the East Coast, I believe, but he's been in but LA for here. quite some time, like twenty years or something. Okay, but wow, I just don't want to interrupt a caller coming in. No, but no, no, no it's okay. Let's hear it. He's just like um, one of those guys that like he's you know. There's another guy I'm seeing, and he's like, "Well, what does he have that I don't?" And it's oh, like wow. you know what the comment you just made makes yeah. me not want to like you. Yeah, and these guys that take pictures of themselves without shirts and shit. No, I'd rather a guy wearing a baseball hat just being cool. That's sexier to me, right? Than a duck lip posing dude. Yeah, there you go. And hold that thought. We'll go back to that. Yeah, let's and talk to yeah, him. we're joined so about uh, uh, with our guest. Uh, let's see, uh, Tim English. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hey, yes. Tim. Hi, Tim. Thank you for calling in. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great, great. Where are you calling us from this morning? Calling from New Jersey, not that far from uh, NYC. I love the East Coast. Yeah, huh? Well, that's cool. Uh, is that I where you've... LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long have you lived there? In, uh, My the whole Jersey life, area? basically. Oh, I see. Okay, sounds good. Well, uh yeah, L.A. has got a lot of stuff, but so does the East Coast. Yeah. And uh, so let's get back into this a little bit. Uh, you've written a couple books, or at least a few, right, about music? Yeah, just two, just two actually, yeah. 
Well, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, not everybody gets to write a book. So what, uh, what was the first book that you wrote? Well, the first book I wrote was the earlier edition of Sounds Like Teenage Period, which is the first book ever on uh, pop and rock songs that appear to have borrowed their melodies from earlier songs. Uh, in January, I uh, put out a revised and expanded edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, kind of the kitchen sink edition, which has a lot of new material uh, that came out since the last one, plus a lot of, uh, you know, uh, smaller, uh, maybe more incidental cases that uh, didn't have a big story behind them. In the meantime, I put out a book called Popology. Popology examined uh, the music and the lives of uh, four of the icons of the 1960s, namely the Kennedys, Martin Luther King, and a more obscure figure named Thomas Merton. Uh, there have been a million books written about the music of the 60s and a million books written about most of these guys, but it's the first one to really look at how the music of that time impacted and intersected uh, directly in their lives. That's very interesting, yeah. you know. I mean, I would really be interested to know. I was just thinking, I was like, I'm going to read these books. Yeah, you know. My, yeah, I mean, like amazing. Martin Luther King, I'd like to know what music he was I into. I know, that's really cool. Wow. Now, was, yeah, uh, music, uh, with all of them, music was actually a very important uh, facet of their lives. I mean, it's hard to imagine the civil rights movement without the music that went with it, isn't it? I mean, inevitably, in a uh, civil rights documentary, you will hear um, a lot of these uh, songs, most prominent, I guess, we shall overcome. But um, he, he was into a lot of different music. In fact, all his last words he ever spoke for was a song request. Uh, he asked the band leader that was traveling with his party to play... Um, uh, play the Thomas Dorsey uh, song, the name of which is escaping me at the moment, but uh, that was the last thing he said uh, wow. um, uh, in his life was a song request. Yeah. See how powerful music is? It I really mean, is. Really is. Hand. Yeah. And we've been talking a lot about music lately on the show, so this is very cool that you uh, came on. Uh, now, uh, so let's we'll, we'll go back to your books uh, yeah. for a moment uh, in a couple of minutes. But I wanted to talk. We we introduced the Led Zeppelin uh, trial uh, that started yesterday, right? Right. Okay. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it involves Stairway, Stairway to Heaven, and we did introduce the topic uh, before you called. And uh, I want to also play very uh, small bits of both songs and so yeah. the listeners can sort of like judge for themselves, you know. So tell us a little bit the, the background on this, uh, on this lawsuit and on this trial. Well, this case was filed... Um about four years ago, um, really 43 years after Stairway to Heaven was released. It was released on the fourth Zeppelin album that came out in 1971. Uh-huh. And there was a court case a couple of years ago that uh, allowed um, people uh, uh, to sue, even though the uh, infraction had uh, taken place many years ago. This case was tied, uh, tied in with the Raging Bull movie of Scorsese's. But uh, they called it continuing infringement, and basically, you know, the uh, plaintiffs in this case uh, cited that they were re-releasing Stairway to Heaven, uh, uh, Rhino Records was in 2014, and that it infringed, uh, they claimed that it infringed uh, Randy California of the band Spirits copyright on their song uh, Taurus from uh, 1968. And so um, that's basically what compelled this lawsuit many years later. Randy California passed away in 1997, and one of the things in the pretrial uh, motion Zeppelin said was, well, if he was so offended by it, why didn't 
he'd bring suit against Zeppelin in the 25 years or so uh, that he was alive after Stairway to Heaven came out. Right. Uh, Randy California in the liner notes to the reissue of the first Spirit album in the 90s said uh, people were always asking him why uh, you ripped off uh, Led Zeppelin. What happened with that? And he said, no, man, my song came out first before, this, wow. before theirs did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, so... Basically now, uh, you, I don't know if you played the two songs. I mean, there is a we will. certain yeah, striking to. similarity. We're not talking about the entire uh, song "Stairway to Heaven," but maybe right. I would say most, maybe a quarter of it uh, that would come into play here. Okay. Uh, but for that uh, quarter of it, the it is uh, quite similar. Yeah. Uh, well, since, since we're talking about it, uh, while we have you on the line, let me play. Uh, let me first play Stairway to Heaven. Uh, you know, like I said, just a few seconds of it, just so people uh, will be reminded of what it sounds like. And then we'll play uh, Spirit, uh, Spirit's Taurus. Isn't it something, uh, this song? Uh huh. Okay, so this is the the part we all know, and okay. uh, I sort of uh, the 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 spirit song Taurus. Uh, it's sort of like uh, I had to fast forward it a little bit to get to this part. Yes. Yeah. So let's uh, let's see what this one about is. About forty five seconds in. Yes, exactly. Which is just about now. Now the the more I hear this one, the more similar it does sound, right, Shiri? Yeah, you sort it of does. like at the at the it it, it's a you. little different clitch or something. I don't, I don't right, know the yeah. technical term for it, but the they're notes, pretty some of the notes are different. Similar, but yeah. the chords, would you say, Tim, are pretty oh, similar man. too? I, I this is subjective, and right. I yeah. think it is similar. But you know, in doing uh, do many radio interviews and promoting my book, sounds like Teen Spirit. Some people some people think sounds alike, other people don't, and I think that's one of the reasons these cases often get settled before they get to the jury, oh. because uh, you know the jury is asked to find substantial similarity between the two pieces. That's a legal term, and one half of that test is just pretty subjective. Is what a typical person find that these songs are alike? That's uh, the true. Other half yeah. of the test and they try to get more objective with a musicologist. It's like the battle of the musicologists where they come in oh, and yeah. talk about the, the notes and the uh, chord changes and the tempo and so forth. Uh, but you get these cases in front of a jury if you're the one being sued for plagiarism. Uh, you never, it's kind of a roll of the dice. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because you say that's subjective. So before they ever get to court. Oh, sorry. Yes, it, you say subjective, but yet they're going to bring in people to, you know, actual people that can explain how the music is very similar, right? Like the, That's right. It's a two-part okay. test of substantial similarity. One is an intrinsic test, which means, as I say, the typical person found they sound alike. The other is extra, they call extrinsic test, 
when you bring in a musicologist and try to have be more objective and break it down and show the notes and things like that. Right. Wow, wow. It, you know, it's, it's so interesting because it's hard to imagine Jimmy Page and Robert Plant ripping somebody off when they had so much great original music. But at the same time, uh, you know, I mean, you can't rule out anything, I guess, right? Well, I have to say, um, Zeppelin really has kind of a long history of doing this. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. I guess the best thing you can say is not properly uh, attributing the sources of their songs. Um, uh, Arguably, their two most, second most and third most famous songs, The Stairway to Heaven, a whole lot of love. And uh, Dazed and Confused now have different songwriting credits than what they used to have, and they're not the only songs in the Zeppelin catalog that have been have to have been so revised often as a cause, uh, cause because of legal action. A whole lot of love is a rewrite of a Muddy Water uh, Muddy Waters song that uh, Willie Dixon wrote, and then later uh, the Small Faces recorded it in England in the mid '60s. Um, and Zeppelin really copied not only the music but mostly the words. <laughs> wow! Record. I mean, that's was supposed to, really oh, holy crap! Oh yeah! If you listen to the Small Faces uh, song "You Need Lovin," it's extremely similar to a lot of love. Okay, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Uh, Small Faces. What's the song called? You need lovin. You need lovin. Okay, I found it. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, let's let's play a couple of notes of that because that'd be very because uh, we all know a whole lot of love and stuff, you know. So uh, yeah, let's well, see the small faces. Yeah, right. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's that? Steve Marriott sings it. Oh. Wow, even the words, man. Even the words. Wow. wow. Now, how does somebody hope yeah, to get you, away with this? You know, I mean, the again. small faces were kind of known. I mean, actually, they were pretty famous in England back then. Yeah, they were. And, of course, they um, went on to be uh, Rod Stewart's uh, backing group, right. uh, most of them, a little bit later. But they were a very popular band, did some great work for a couple of years there during the mid-'60s. Robert Plant was a big fan of theirs, went to a lot of their shows. And if you listen to his vocal approach on Whole Lot of Love, it's very similar yeah. uh, to what we just heard there. Um, interesting to note, though, the Small Faces didn't credit the song, I don't believe, to um, to uh, Willie Dixon. They didn't credit it really either. So, um, <laughs> but uh, Zeppelin uh, followed uh, suit by uh, claiming that they had written that song. And it wasn't until the 1980s when I believe it was Willie Dixon's daughter heard the song on the radio and said, heard a whole lot of love, said to her father, why, Dad, why are they doing your song? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so if you look at the, yeah. you buy a CD now, Willie Dixon is credited as one of the co-authors uh, along with the guys in Zeppelin, of whole lot of love. Uh, mm-hmm. The song Dazed and Confused shares sort of a similar history. Um, that was that's, that song of the same title was written by a New York singer-songwriter named Jake Holmes that put out an album in 1967. Um, you can find on YouTube uh, 
Jimmy Jimmy Page of the Yardbirds shared a bill with Holmes in '67, and the story was Page ran out and bought the album. Days and Confused soon made it into the Yardbirds set uh, list, and there's a version from Paris, I think, in uh, night early '68, where you can sort of hear the gestation of that song between what Holmes did and what Zeppelin would record later in the year. Right. But when Zeppelin got around to recording it, they didn't credit Jake Holmes, and it was only in 2010. Uh, which is, again, 40 years or more later uh, that Jake Holmes finally brought legal action. And now, if you go to the, if you get a, a Zeppelin DVD now, uh, you'll see that it's credited as Inspiration by Jake Holmes. What? Wow. <laughs> so, at least he got some sort of credit on it. Right. And again, all these things are on YouTube now, and everybody can hear them for themselves. If you listen to his version, it's very similar musically and lyrically to Zeppelin. Wow, very cool. Now, uh, so you have a website, soundsliketeenspirit.com, and you guys can go there. I want to go on the website, but it starts playing music right away. Let me try and, and uh, maybe mute this so I can cover the website a little bit but just uh, uh, to get into it there we go so there you go Nirvana which sounds uh, similar but you gotta give an option to turn off the music no? Um, yeah <laughs> but I think maybe I should but I'm trying to grab people's uh, attention I know I mean, it? And, yeah, I uh, think that's that a Nirvana riff I guess is a good way to do it I that's think so too based actually loosely uh, based on Boston's more than a feeling right one of the themes of the book is that creative people are influenced by a surprising range of sources and you wouldn't think that Kurt Cobain was listening to Boston but he obviously was. Yeah, and that's I know, that's for more than a feeling, right? It sounds kind of like that's it right. too. Yeah. 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 they kind of gave a nod and a wink to that at the Reading Festival in the UK, I believe it was 1992 where, and this is on video now, you can get it where they uh, played a little bit of more than a feeling is kind of a, a goof uh, to intro uh smells like teen spirit yeah wow very interesting stuff plus I mean look I can understand you using the music here because you want people to experience the website with the music in the background and all that but uh, at least just put a little icon so people can turn it off especially when you go on the interviews and people want to go on the (laughs) website and you know yeah yeah. but uh, that's fine because I I do think your website is awesome Uh, you guys can find the book here as well sounds like teen spirit stolen mill these ripped off riffs and the secret history of rock and roll uh, sounds great to me when so did you interesting yeah it's like crazy I love it I know it says 2016 edition uh, when did you originally write it about uh, 2006 and I was very fortunate because uh, Howard Stern discussed the book for about an hour wow uh, how cool is show, that and that really helped uh, put it on the map and because of that I've done probably thousands of interviews since then and it's it's really a unique book guys because it's it's kind of an interactive experience trying to give people some of those aha moments where you didn't realize two songs you've heard a million times like say the doors hello i love you and the kinks all day and all the night without realizing that one was based on the other in that case the doors uh, based on the kinks yeah. um, and just try to give and also look into people like the beatles and dylan and you know what music inspired them what songs did they incorporate into their own work um, and you know there's been so much written about a band like the Beatles I didn't want to just regurgitate the same old information that people have heard uh, so many times to try to come up with some new angles yeah. uh, for instance that uh, the revolution is based on this obscure R&B record by a blues guy named Pee Wee Creighton called Do Unto Others 
Um, they kind of copied that intro uh, wholesale for Revolution. He's going to break some people's hearts. People <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, uh, and Tim, uh, I wanted to ask you before uh, you go, but by the way, we're talking to Tim English, and uh, you can go to his website, soundsliketeenspirit.com, and find out everything about the book and a lot of other great stuff on here. Uh, I did want to ask you about what they call sampling which is an oh, yeah. obvious uh, rip-off, right. but they sort of like name it something and then it's okay, you know? Yeah, how does that work? Yeah, how does that work? Well, in the early days of, uh, I guess, digital technology and sampling, it was kind of like the Wild West. There wasn't really, there weren't really laws in place over it. Oh, okay. Um, but you got to the early 90s, there were a couple of court cases, the one involved Bismarcky and Gilbert O'Sullivan, uh, over his sampling of business sampling of uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan's alone again naturally hit from the early 70s yeah and Gilbert O'Sullivan sued him basically successfully and since that time in a couple other cases it's been standard practice if you're going to use a sample you get clearance beforehand I tell a very interesting story in the book about um, uh, the band The Verve and their song Bittersweet Symphony uh -huh. that symphonic That's a cool loop song. that you hear continually uh -huh. throughout that song is from uh, a mid-60s record by the Andrew Moog Oldham Orchestra, Oldham being the manager-producer of the Stones at that time, his version of the Stones song The Last Time. It doesn't sound anything like the Stones song The Last Time, but here the Verve built their song Bittersweet Symphony around this loop. They had secured the recording rights, but not the publishing rights. Uh, and they had their album Urban Hymns all ready to go, so they basically had to beg uh, Alan Klein, the notorious and very shrewd late manager of uh, Sam Cooke and the Stones. Klein actually owns the Ken Jagger Richards publishing from the 60s. Go figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> right. He ended up owning their publishing, <laughs> uh, which is much to their chagrin, I'm sure. Right. The manager, uh, the record company guy, had to fly and meet Alan Klein and beg him for, to let them use the sample. And Klein, of course, said, well, uh, I'll give you a check for $1,000 and you turn over the publishing to me and then you can use it. So the Verve lost the publishing on their biggest song that they ever had wow. uh, due to uh, the very shrewd and uh, Alan Pine who has since uh, passed away. Very cool. And for those of you who just want to hear a, a little bit of it, this is the... Uh, I love that. This is it. This is the song we were just talking about. Wow, so this is like from back in the 60s, did you say? Tim? Yes? Uh, did you say this yes. back in the 60s, right? Yeah, that's from the mid-60s. Uh, uh, Andrew Wood Oldham, he kind of fancied himself a Phil Spector and just started doing uh, recordings on the side. Uh, the Verve sued... Uh, Alan Klein began using that sample... Uh, in other commercials when the Verve song was out and the Verve sued saying uh, you can't do that and so Klein just re-recorded it and sent <laughs> 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 a copy version and then used it for a lot of commercials I'll wow. tell you an interesting story though too the, song, the original Stone song the last time is actually based on the Staple Singers song this may be the last time uh, from 1961 again here are a couple of guys from uh, London uh, that are listening to American Gospel and again, the teenagers really, and showing uh, that uh, a lot of these creative people have uh, a broad, uh, wide, maybe, and very surprising sometimes uh, set of influences. 
Awesome. Well, very interesting, Tim. I mean, we could continue yeah. talking for hours about this. I know, we we, yeah, we I know. love music and everything. But uh, I guess if, if uh, people are interested more, uh, go ahead and get the book. Uh, again, the website is soundsliketeenspirit.com. Uh, and uh, if people want to contact you, Tim, how oh, do they do that? Most of my social media on Twitter, my handle is at Tim English Books. And I'm, uh, you know, uh, trying to keep up with the Zeppelin trial there and uh, right. just uh, posting some fun songs and things from time to time. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for joining thank us. You, and uh, everybody go out and get the book. Sounds amazing to me, you know. And I, I want to, yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to go out and get it because I love the stuff. I mean, I read these books anyway without yeah. interviewing the author or anything. Yeah. I love yeah. it so much, you know. So, so there yeah. you go. Well, you'll enjoy it. I'm oh, sure I will. So I will too. I'm yeah. going to check it out. <laughs> Tim, thank <laughs> you and, and much success and all the best to you. Have a good day, hey, Tim. Thank, thank you. you we'll talk soon. Bye. We have to get him back on. We can talk more about it. Right. You I know, mean, I mean, we went way over a uh, uh, usual phone interview, but it's I'm so always fascinated though, right? yeah, I mean, with it's music, crazy. right? How people like, uh, wow, wow. I know. That's their way to heaven, right? I know. And a whole it's, lot of love. Wow. It just totally <laughs> makes your head. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, and, and people do that, you know. They they. Uh, well, even nowadays, like a lot of like rappers and hip hop, like and okay, yes, yeah, I admit they, I love Tupac. But remember the song after he died, he did changes. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that was throwback to something else. But they, I guess, got the rights to it, right? Is that how it happens? Uh, probably. They pay. He said like they have to get a clearance, but I think it's more like they have to pay. Yeah, for I think it. they pay and they get like you know money from it as it sells, right? I mean, right. I don't know. I'm sure they do. I mean, just, it depends on the on the deal they work out. Right. But I can't imagine anybody would let anybody use their songs without yeah. compensation. I mean, that's, yeah. And a lot of it, too, you know, because, uh, yeah, I mean, a song can make it big, you know. And mm-hmm. then you're like, shoot, you know, I'm the one who wrote the song. And uh, and that's the bottom line. So uh, one more thing I wanted to ask him is about copywriting. If they had copy, right. uh, if they had copy right at that I'm wondering if they still uh, would have to go to trial or would it be like such a an elementary thing they would just say hey look we registered right. the song already right because wouldn't that mean you have to call I mean unless yeah, but they then, didn't do it but like you said they're gonna it probably usually settles before it goes to trial but yeah. I don't know yeah you know we'll see hopefully but you know I also think with so many songs I mean there's millions of songs out there and I always wonder how come no two songs are alike, you know? And obviously some are, but uh, because, I mean, how many things can you actually come up with, you yeah. know? I mean, millions and millions of putting, you know, I, I mean, I can too. see it's how that guy. That. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I can see how uh, Jimmy Page sat with his guitar and the other guy. Uh, sat with his guitar a few years before right. and they both came out with something similar you mm-hmm. know what I mean it's something that I, I think you could just sort of like uh, improvise on your guitar right and come up with something like that so I think it's also different enough that it's it warrants a trial I think mm-hmm. you know yeah so that would be interesting to follow we didn't even know about that I know right well we're gonna have to follow it now I mean, <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> crazy I know man so uh, and all these years after, you know, it 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 happens. I know, I know. 
Yeah. Wow. But uh, but music is forever going to be in our lives, and, and that's a cool thing. Yeah. You know, I, I love music. I love uh, modern music where they put so much value uh, into uh, sound quality and, you know, the sound design and everything. It's just like, it's like songs are like almost perfect now, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, the way they they uh, put them together it's just amazing I mean and it's really amazing too like if you're really really sad or something and you put on that song whatever that song is to you it can really change your mood I mean it really does help and then there's some songs you're like shit this is making me really sad (laughs) you know (laughs) and then of course like we discussed last week in there are songs that'll bring back memories to you you know there's something about music that is so unbelievably powerful that you just can't deny it Yeah. so it's just it's a beautiful thing art and general all of it and in like film and, and music too they're hand in hand you know what yeah. I mean like that scene could be amazing but you put the right song with that scene right and it right. just makes the movie that more magical yeah. so you know people really I mean I know people appreciate music but it's just you really have to yeah it's so special that's true it really is mm-hmm. uh, yeah which uh, thinking of music bringing you back I think also smells Right? Absolutely, like, like that's so stuff, true. Right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, uh, yeah, so it's funny because the other day uh, I was thinking about it and I thought, well, uh, what time do I want to be transported back to, you know? Okay. And I remember when I was just turning 21, I had met this girl from Texas. She was my age as well. We met at the place where we worked and she was like drop dead gorgeous, you know? I mean, she was like blonde, blue eyes. Uh, you know, and I was like so enamored with this uh, next next uh, next door girl. Uh, you know, I don't know, but she was just stunningly beautiful, yeah. and we became real good friends. But it was a love that was never consummated. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we had kissed a few times, so it's like in my mind, it was like sort you of mean like a weird sex, or just in general, yeah, like sex. You, okay, yeah, we just no, I mean, we never really. Or even went beyond kissing, okay. I mean, kissing, and that was occasional too. So I think it what? was because I was totally screwed up at the time. No, no, I, no, I no. I mean, I felt insecure. But no, but that doesn't mean I always like, felt scared. But like, you always, I her. think, like what, what, to make you feel better, saying yeah. sometimes you think it, just because you don't have sex with a girl. Look, you know, in my twenties and in college and stuff, all the guys I kissed and made out with. That's part of it. Doesn't mean you have to sleep with them. It doesn't mean they don't yeah. like you. It could be you made out a couple of times and she ended up dating someone or you met someone. It doesn't. Mean, yeah. like oh if I didn't have sex she didn't like me it doesn't mean or that. it's like we didn't have a, some kind of relationship yeah, and, and right because yeah, we were like if, if nothing else we were best friends yeah you know she I liked mean, me a lot you know and I and I was like I think I secretly was in love with her but I couldn't tell her well it's not so secret anymore right but that's the point the problem up. is that's why I brought it up is because I don't know how to track her down okay well we now we I mean look it, the show and I'll find out I'm phenomenal at finding out really uh, yes seriously wow mm-hmm. because I mean I've looked everywhere. Uh, you know, women changed their last names. I've looked everywhere. I know where she was from, from a small town in Texas. So, uh, I now wait, be able you were to in Texas her. when you met her? No, or no, no, she here. was. Okay, she could still yeah. be here. We no, can not find here her. in, in Vegas. I'm sorry. That was 1980, 7980. Yeah. That's a long time ago. I wonder if you could, would you feel like comfortable 20... saying her name and putting it out there? Yeah, her okay. name was Trish. Yeah. Trish what? Uh, Trisha or Trish? Uh, 
Trish, Trish. Trish. Uh, well, that's the point. I can't say where she's from in that because people will start tracking her down. Well, that's you know? what you want to do. No, I don't want other people to track her down. I want me to track yeah, her down. Yeah, but they'll help you because it's I'll give you. it to you off the air. Okay, and I'll find <laughs> no, out for no, you. People are going to track her down and I'm people play, are going to go, what did you do? No, that must but have been anyway. some kiss. Yeah. T- it was It was several of them, really. Isn't it interesting that the people that touch your lives that you, that as an adult, there's this one guy I've never slept with him or anything from high school and he is still um, oh gosh I went home and I saw him um, not long ago he's not nothing like he was nothing. back in the day. Not, he's not as cute but I still remember that person I won't say his name was so much of an inspiration uh-huh. in, in ways and have touched my life before guys like that I may have slept with like later on and like that I don't even think about it anymore yeah. but that guy didn't sleep with we kissed once or twice but he was such a part of my adolescence and that yeah. it it did you know carry on throughout my life thinking yeah. about that person yeah so it's interesting i know i mean that's who i thought about again. no i'm just joking yeah. <laughs> he's not the same anymore but that that idea of that is was fun yeah you know no i mean look 35 years later i still haven't forgotten about her and about how nervous i used to be uh, always calling her, go to her house. And that's weird. So, no, but that's the point I'm trying to say. It's not only that there was no sex. We were never defined as a couple or yeah. anything. It was just, but we were definitely great friends. Yeah. But I just wanted more, but I didn't know how. Right. I didn't, I think I felt that I didn't want to, you see, at that time, my thinking was, my thinking is still fucked up. But it was too when I was thinking that, if I try for sex and I'll be rejected, it's going to jeopardize the friendship. But I think that's normal. I Is mean, it I normal think everybody. To think that? Oh my God. Yeah, you're really? too hard on yourself. Everyone yeah. thinks that. Even as adults, we all think that. That even if you're dating someone before you have sex with someone, you still think that. Even yeah. when it's already done, like in early stages of dating, there's always fear of rejection. Remember, we we're talking about that right, with right. Laura. Uh, yeah, Laurel. It, it's like. You just it's just a vulnerability and you have to put yourself out there. You don't know. And at right. that time, that's a whole different time in your twenties and twenty one. Like you don't know what she was going through sometimes or things. I mean, I know right. you guys are best friends, but things happen and you, you may not never know and that might be all you have, or maybe right. not. But cherish that and just you know, yeah. that's part of your life. Right. But you gotta get out and get it, you know. I mean, I don't even know when I'm looking back how stupid I was. I actually uh, encouraged her to date guys, you know, and I'm like, why the fuck did I? Because I wanted to come across as a like true friend, mm-hmm. not like not like I wanted to bed her. And you never know. Well, she maybe thought, well, maybe he didn't like me, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like she might have thought that. Exactly. I'm not. But saying we're that, talking but... 35 years ago, man. That's a long time. I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, but I would still love to find her. But sometimes I think if you can't find someone, uh, may. You never know. They could have died during that this time, right? Yeah. I mean, or it could die. be maybe it's just not you're not supposed to. Maybe you're it's right. supposed to be left at that. <laughs> exactly. Like some things, you because if you would get to know her, God forbid, but maybe you'd be like, oh, what was <laughs> yeah, I thinking? Right. Like my experience, like really, <laughs> right. it ruined the fantasy. So exactly. keep that as a, like a beautiful moment in time and memory. Yeah, in childhood, and you know, yeah. people think, and there is something to be said about we all want those butterflies, and we'll ever get that again, and it only mm. happens in like school and junior high and high school but there is something to be said about it like you know I I dated someone 
um, recently, but the butterflies can still come. They're just yeah, in a different uh, way. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. It's we're, a lot scarier when, when you're an you're adult, believe mature. it or not, <laughs> yeah. because a lot more comes with it. Yeah. But it can still happen. Yeah. That's true. But I'll track her down for you. You give me your info, I'll find her. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'm really interested to see where she would be today. In fact, there's a few women that I would, but you see, that's <laughs> you the thing. You can't stop and went. I knew I was no, waiting. No, I'll I tell you it. why. I'll tell I you know, why, though, because <laughs> this was a great period for me in Vegas before I moved to L.A. It was in the 70s, okay? Right. And that's when I grew up. Look, yeah. I mean, you know, from 16 to 20, uh, you know, it's your years when you become a person. It's I really believe that that saying, and I've said it many times, the adolescent will always live in you. And there were times through junior high and high school and those people who I don't even speak with anymore still, I think, influenced me um, creatively and in and, and lots of ways yeah, in my right? life. Yeah. I mean, it, it's phenomenal. And I look back at, you know, on social media and stuff and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, why was I intimidated by that? Are you kidding me? Then <laughs> it's like laughable now, but right. it's still amazing how at that time it made me into the person I am today. Yeah. So I, I, I respect that even though I kind of laugh sometimes at them. <laughs> but at that moment in time, yeah. it's it's amazing how we still carry that in our in our adulthood. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? It's pretty Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we but should get a, thing is that, a, a guest about that one day. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't mean we'll to cut you someone. off, but what yeah. were you going to say? No, no. I mean, we're going to get people all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, doing all kinds of things, and we'll always come back to this stuff. But yeah, maybe we can find this uh, this woman once and for all, that Trish, that beautiful, uh, like, uh, Dallas cowboy cheerleader lookalike. <laughs> that's what she was. Well, she's from uh, Texas, you know the so. chiseled face, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. Wow. Aw. All right. Well. Still yeah. Lost you. loves. You know. Yeah. Well, that but, you know, yeah. happens. Now, when you were married, your first or second, did you feel butterflies with either one of those? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna help you find someone to fall in love with since you I, say you never I, I've have. I've been hanging out with someone. I just, really? I just don't want to. But do you anything. feel it, love? Uh, well, I, I don't want to. I different? feel like every time I say something or announce something, not just here. I'm saying in general to people, like right. something goes to shit. So I'm terrified to even say anything. Okay, but, okay, we'll but no, give you I that, definitely. Uh, let's just say it's, it's someone I didn't expect, the timing I didn't expect, and uh, things are interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting is good. I could be saying right. something totally different tomorrow. Who fucking knows? But, <laughs> yeah. like, but for now, you're happy. So uh, right you're now. I was mad yesterday, but I, I, I woke up a little bit better today. So we'll see. Cool. Okay. Well, at least be content for oh, today. Oh, it'll be a story. All right, everybody. Uh, Sheree, thank you so much. As always, oh, always a pleasure. You. So much fun all the time. Yes. Uh, Tim English, thank you for calling in, talking to us about music and Led Zeppelin. And we got to check that plagiarism. out. Plagiarism. And, uh, of course, thank you all for listening to us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Cherie right here on L.A. Talk Radio.